Welcome to Prepare to Care, an AARP caregiving podcast designed to allow you to have free resources, uh, free tools to assist you and your family during your caregiving needs. I'm Eddie Orham. I'm your host today. Thank you for joining. Hurricane season runs through June 1st through November the 30th. If you remember, though, last year we had first our first hurricane in May. Joining us today to talk about our hurricane preparedness is Eklan DeRusso. Eklan is with the American Red Cross Texas Gulf Coast region. Welcome, Eklan. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, thank you. We have heard about your background and know what you guys do. So tell our audience exactly how do we begin and why should we start now preparing for the hurricane season? Well, now is the perfect time to start. Um, you know, it's a great time to check those supplies, the existing supplies that you have, see if anything has expired, you know, or if you're missing something. Um, it's also more cost effective to start early. You know, if you're starting from scratch, then this is a great way you can buy a few things every time you go to the store. And it's a great way to, to ease the impact on your pocketbook. Now, you may already have many of the items on the emergency kit list, um, but they're probably in different places around your house, right? So just to begin uh, looking at that list and just walk around your house and see what you already have. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've got a flashlight maybe stored under your sink. You know, maybe some batteries or in a drawer somewhere. Check the dates on those and just kind of consolidate everything in one place. You can see exactly what you have and exactly what you need. And then you can supplement that each week when you go to the grocery store. Um, you may also uh, want to make sure that you have something like a stay at home kit um, if you have to shelter in place or a go kit if you have to evacuate. Uh, and the things that you put in those kits are probably going to be exactly the same thing, or they will be the, exactly the same thing. Um, it's just a smaller amount maybe for your car than you would have for a stay at home. And what I like to do for my go kit is I put everything in an ice chest, a rolling ice chest that makes it easy to get to and from my house in and out of the car. Plus it has a great dual purpose. Um, and if you prepare early, it really gives you uh, a great peace of mind and kind of reduces that anxiety that I'm not sure about anyone else, but I've lived in the Texas Gold Coast for a long time and I've got a little weather anxiety. Um, so this is something we experience every year. There's no reason to not be prepared and to make sure that we have those items that we need that can help see us through uh, a little bit uh, safer. Eglin, thanks for sharing that. Um, I will ask you later, how can we find the list that you're, you're speaking about? But right okay. now, let me ask you, um, what kind of documentation should we save? And what kind of documentation should we take with us in the event that we must leave our home? Well, I think some of the things that you want to make sure that you have are your insurance documents, um, any kind of um, medication, uh, you know, medications that you may need to have refilled, uh, a contact card with the phone numbers of your friends and family members or a caregiver, um, your doctor, a home medical equipment support lines. These are things that, you know, we all store in our phones, right? But what if your phone dies? 
you still need to have those phone numbers. So make sure that you write those down on a contact card or maybe, you know, you maybe someone else needs to make make those phone calls for you. And it's really easy to pass them that piece of paper or take a picture of it and send it to them so that they can make those calls for you. So it's important to have things like that. Um, and I would also recommend that you store that paperwork in something that's waterproof. So you can just get yourself like a Ziploc bag, make sure it's really sealed tight uh, so that uh, in case it's raining or if you go through some water, um, those documents will stay dry and legible. Well, thank you, Eklund. And, and let me ask as well, uh, many of us are caregivers. We are caring for uh, perhaps older individuals. Uh, is there anything specific we need to be aware of when we're taking care of someone and how do we keep them safe? Well, you know, what it really comes down to is having a plan in place. Um, you know, what do you need to evacuate? What do you need to shelter in place? You know, do you, do you if this person has a medical, uh, a medication schedule, is, is all of that written down so that everyone can see it? Um, do you have special medical equipment? Is it mobile? Do you have a plan in place if it isn't? You know, you want, and again, I go back to writing down that contact information of your doctors and any kind of um, medical equipment support lines. Those are things that are important to have written down. Um, but also in the state of Texas, we have something called STEER, and that's State of Texas Emergency Assistance Registry. And what this allows you to do is register. Uh, it's a free program, first of all, uh, with the state of Texas. And it allows people with access and functional needs uh, to register uh, so that local emergency planners and emergency responders have information um, that maybe you may need additional help and support or that there are people in the area who may need additional help and support. And that helps them uh, plan how they're going to respond during disaster. Now, this doesn't mean that or it doesn't guarantee that you'll receive specific uh, service during an emergency, but it lets them know that you're in the area and that you do have specific needs so that they can plan for that. Well, thank you. You've actually helped me with my plan. Uh, we have a family plan. Uh, it's written. We have uh, coordinators, uh, two of our younger family members who are actually to begin the call-in system with everybody having who they will contact, where we're going to be, what we're going to take, but what we're missing is that medical plan that you mentioned. So we actually make sure that we also take the medical items that we need. And we had not thought about uh, mobile items that we need to also take. Yeah. Really enjoy your idea with the ice chest, which protects your items and also gives you, um, I guess, some type of way of holding and containing ice if you need that once you're relocated. Absolutely. So we really appreciate your ideas here. Thank um, you. You're welcome, Eklund. Now tell us, is I there, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you have a call. <laughs> you have a call tree. Yes, we do. And each person actually knows who they're to call. And then they will check back in with our younger members. It's a training process for them. Uh, it provides them leadership for the family. And in living, as you said, in our area, in Houston, the Gulf Coast area, uh, that's something we need to go through, even if it's not a bad hurricane. Right. Um, so, but now, what do we need to think about uh, if we're talking about moving to a different location? Um, 
is there a certain place in our area that we should go to our certain program we should tune into to know where to go we have our highway systems um, that generally will tell us which way to go how do we find that information well uh you can there are several different places that you can go um the the main thing that you want to know again this comes back to having your plan right you have your plan so within that plan you should know um you should have a place specifically to go to to get out of a potential hurricane impact zone and you should also know how to get there right so what you um you can check i believe the houston galveston council has um, a bunch of different maps that you can access that have your evacuation zip zones. And what this is, is it you can look and see where your zip code is and it'll tell you the best route to get out of your area away from a potential uh, danger um, that could be coming from the coast. So these are, these are routes that have been mapped out. Uh, and I think honestly, you could just Google uh, evacuation zip zone and they have them right there. There are a bunch of different resources. Almost everyone has uh, a map that uh, shows you the best routes that are available to you in your area to make sure that you get out safely and in a timely manner. Um, and again, you know, you mentioned a couple of things that I highly recommend talking to your friends and family uh, and let them know the route that you're going to be taking in case something happens along the way. Your car could breakdown. I believe it was several years ago during one of the hurricanes uh, where a lot of people were stranded on the road. They ran out of gas because uh, so many people were trying to get out. Um, and, you know, it took them hours and hours and hours to get where they were going. Well, during that time, your phone could die or you could run out of gas, just, just like, you know, most of those people did. And making sure that there's someone who knows the route that you were on, who can check up on you or let first responders know uh, where you might be or the route that you were taking will really help in, um, in helping you to get where you need to go. And again, um, put an emergency, you know, you have your, go, your uh, emergency supply go bag in the car. Uh, you'll have some snacks in there that can help you uh, while you're while you're on the route uh, to your safe location. Well, Eglin, you've been excellent with giving us our plan, uh, what we should begin taking care of and collecting now. Flashlights, batteries, making sure our phone is ready. Uh, you just mentioned making sure that our vehicles are also ready with enough gas to go where we need to go. Now, one other question, Eglin. What if we have a family member who says, oh, I think I'll just stay here. It won't be a bad hurricane. Mm. What do you suggest? Well, I mean, you know your family members best. <laughs> <laughs> you know the best way to, uh, to have that conversation. Um, you know, the best thing that you can hope for is that they will listen uh, when, you know, those emergency managers tell people that it's time to leave, um, or even just take that precaution. You know, sometimes we are threatened by lots of things in the Gulf. Uh, they don't always hit us. Um, but it's always good to, to take the precaution just in case, because you never know. Uh, you have, we have some very weird weather uh, here in the Texas Gulf Coast, and it doesn't take a hurricane to uh, flood 
anything. It can just take a rain system sitting on top of us for days at a time right. uh, with sustained rains that can really negatively impact um, our quality of life and how we get along. So um, I highly recommend that you recommend to them to listen to those people who do this for a living. Uh, to leave when they say leave. And if you think it might be bad, you know, maybe it's just time to take a little road trip uh, to visit friends and family in another location. I know a lot of us are uh, feeling a little, a little antsy because of the pandemic and it's nice to get out um, for a little bit anyway. Well, Eklund, you said something very important. You mentioned to us that we know those family members. So we know now that we need to begin having those difficult, if not courageous conversations. So we don't wait until that time to begin those conversations. Uh, one of the things we like to do with um, our ARP members is to ask them to make sure that we prepare early. We prepare such that when something happens, we know what to do. You've been extremely helpful with uh, giving us our, our list. Uh, telling us how we can prepare for the elderly, making sure that we have all of their medications together. And it's not just the elderly, we might have young siblings or young care recipients who also have special needs. And even with ourselves, we take medication that we need to make sure we pack. So having that hurricane plan, thinking ahead, listening to people like Eklund who know the system, know the storms much better than we probably do. So Eklund, have we missed anything? Before I end, is there anything that that you want to say to us? Well, I'll, I'll say this, um, you know, I'll sum it up with uh, the majority of the things that we've talked about, we touched on several different times, but it doesn't hurt to repeat it. Make a plan, build a kit, stay informed. Those are the three pillars of the Red Cross preparedness. And these are really great things to help you um, make sure that you feel safe, you and your family feel safe and comfortable during an emergency. Thank you, Eklund. We really appreciate your time. We appreciate the information that you've given to us. And we say to our audience, so, I'm sorry, Eklund, go ahead. I think I interrupted you. Oh, uh, you can always visit redcross.org. We have an extensive webpage uh, built out on many different types of um, many different different types of disasters. Well, thank you. This has been extremely helpful to to me, and I know to our audience. And we ask that we look at um, redcross.org for additional information. That's R E D C R O S S dot org. And we also say to our audience here, thank you for joining us. Be well. We encourage you to follow the Prepare to Care podcast on iTunes, SoundClouds, or at www.arp.org slash HoustonPTC. We also encourage you to listen to our podcast on YouTube on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash C slash AARP Texas. Thank you for listening. And as always, thank you for caring.